With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to The Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins. Hi, good evening folks. My name is Jeff Miller. I am the producer for Authentic You Media and I just had C.J. with me and we are having some crazy retrograde issues with electronics tonight. She has lost her internet. I'm on Skype with her, folks. If you would just give us a minute. She is trying to get me, trying to get back onto her show right now. And uh, I'd like to welcome you to Authentic You Media. I also have a show on the network, uh, interviews with Authentic You. So hopefully we're going to have her back on here in one minute. So if you don't mind a little bit of hold time, and I'm going to get the chat room open for you folks so you can uh, be on there as well. And she's she's talking to me on Skype now, and we hopefully have her back in just a minute, folks. So if there's a little bit of a little bit of a lag in time, you'll know what it is. So hang right on. Thank you. Well, good evening, CJ. Welcome to your show. You know, we've been having some incredibly strange things going on in technology, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I, just, I told the folks I introduced myself, and I let them know. <laughs> this is Jeff, our one, one of our wonderful uh, producers here. So anyway, um, good evening, my angel friends out there. That was quite interesting. It was going four, three, two, one, and my Internet just went blip. So... This is C.J. Martis, and you're listening to the Angel Connection Show on Friday, June 21st. And I hope everybody had at least a week that they could get through. I think the energies have been crazy intense, and, and this week's Angel Message will speak to that, certainly. And I have to take a deep breath because I've never had that happen to me before. So, But I hope everybody is doing well. We have such... Uh, and intense and wonderful energy. And uh, since, you know, we have to have those days when things just don't go according to plan, um, I'm supposed to be welcoming uh, Vincent Jenna to discuss this wonderful work on how we can stop stopping ourselves from having the life that we deserve. Um, so far, he has not checked in. So I'm going to go into uh, sharing this. It could be just a very interesting freeform show for everybody tonight, but hey, uh, we can all hang out with angels. We don't necessarily have to have somebody else to talk to, I suppose. So I have uh, the prayer requests. So if you would offer your well wishes and intentions for Anne, who's asking for prayers for her grandson, Logan. He's only three years old and had a stroke, unfortunately, this past week. Uh, for Dave, please, who's currently recovering from pneumonia. And some prayers for Joan, who's having knee replacement surgery. I like to include the prayer requests because the more people, obviously, that can set, set their positive intentions. So if you ever have a prayer request or a prayer need, absolutely email me, cj, at cjmartis.com. Well, every week I, I choose an inspiring story. And this one was actually not only inspiring, a little sad, uh, but it really caught my eye. Uh, and this is kind of how the, the story reads to begin with. It says, Doctors say a Georgia man has been paralyzed from the waist down after hitting his head in an attempt to save a young girl from drowning. Michael Patterson was at the uh, at a, this creek on Saturday when he saw a four-year-old had been playing in the water disappear as the undercurrent grabbed her. And so police report that this 43-year-old man 
immediately dove off of the stam into an area that was no more than six feet deep, and he hit his head in the process. He broke his neck in three places and severed his spine. However, despite his injuries, was able to save the little girl. And what's so beautiful is Vicki Davis, Mr. You know Michael Patterson, the Good Samaritan, sharing um, a little bit about her son and what a, how he was. And so she starts sharing the story of him as, a, uh, as an eight-year-old who once begged her in a panic for peanut butter and jelly to feed a homeless man that he saw eating out of a dumpster. She said he's been like that all his life. And he would give his life, she said. And, of course, she got very um, emotional at that point. Um, And she said that he had actually come to another stranger's aid just two weeks before this happened uh, when a tractor-trailer and SUV were involved in a crash. But she also says, quote, you know, they don't know how. She says the little girl was at the bottom, but they saw something or someone pushed her up. And she said he's a godsend, basically. He was there. He was supposed to have been there. So I just want to send out wonderful uh, love and light to Michael Patterson for saving a young child and becoming, you know, paralyzed in the process. He was certainly an angel um, for those, uh, you know, who's in the right place at the right time. Well, without further ado, we're going to go ahead now and move into the angel message for the week, which is very appropriate, certainly, um, to the real intense energies that we're experiencing out there. I've heard from people all over the place really riding the waves of this very intense energy. So the seraphim want to share this about the upcoming week. Dear ones, we are wishing you bright blessings for the summer solstice occurring at this time. Many of you will do individual or group ceremonies to mark this wonderful event, which is a very good time to embrace the now and conclude any old experiences. Further intensifying the solstice energy this weekend will be the supermoon, which is also a powerful force for breaking down and clearing away old patterns and habits. The next few days are a perfect time to let go of the past and discard both the literal and emotional clutter in your life. What things have you been holding on to that simply tie you to past negativity rather than serve a positive purpose in your life now? It's time now to let go and surrender anything that you may have been putting off until tomorrow. The divine energies later this week will support a much gentler process of release. So take advantage of this gift by making your heart and life a little lighter in a deliberate way. Call upon the angels to help you to release and transmute old emotions and situations. If you ask out loud for our benevolent help, we will always answer with whatever is in your highest good. If you've been putting off getting to certain tasks, be sure to get them finished because next week will usher also in a a time period of things staying as they are appearing to even move backwards. And you might find it much harder to finish those things that you wish to. The energy time is what you hear referred to as a time of retrograde. The retrograde energies will be much stronger than usual this time because of the intense flow of higher frequencies that are already here on this planet. We are observing your world as it is shifting now toward greater illumination. There are larger numbers of people spontaneously awakening to the truth of their existence every single day. We are serving now to help facilitate this change in the world. It's a beautiful sight to see so many of you holding the light in your divine hearts for such a beautiful transformation to occur at so many levels. You are the light of this world in so many ways, and it's time for you to see your incredible beauty and your limitless talents. Pay attention to how your light is affirmed in others who may express what an incredible gift you are in their lives. Open yourself to receive these outside affirmations. When you feel greater connection to God, recognize that there is no separation and embrace it. Remember that you already have all the wisdom that you will ever need but we know it can be easy for you to doubt that you truly know the path. Open yourself to greater possibilities this week and get your old clutter out of the way so that you can expand the perception of your life as much as possible. It's very common during times of transformation to feel out of sorts randomly, so be gentle with yourself whenever you need it. Stay as centered as you can and remember to breathe more deeply in order to stay in balance. 
Any activities that are connected with nature can help you if you're having trouble with grounding yourself and feel too scattered. Take a walk barefoot in the grass or lean next to a big tree. Connecting yourself to the physical world around you in some way will help this tremendously. Know that the angels are here to support any uneasiness you may have with the changes in your life that are occurring at this time. Call upon us whenever you need help and encouragement. And encouragement, we are only a thought or a verbal request away. Until next time, dear ones, we are the Seraphim. Well, you know, the Seraphim have blessed us with these messages each week, and they're always so on target with what we're experiencing. But as I was uh, bringing in the message this week, really, because I'm visual, seeing this powerful energy of the summer solstice, seeing this, you know, how the full moon affects us, and it's a super moon this time. And so, you know, it's probably going to be a important thing to really uh, take advantage of as, you know, breaking apart these old habits, things that we're currently working on. Maybe there's things that are just sort of lingering that you need to take care of. And and so following that and following your instincts with regard to, uh, you know, to letting go and really allowing yourself to, to be free of some of these old patterns and and so on. And so I know for me this week, it was a very, 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 very busy week. Um, and and it was quite challenging to, to stay in center and, and to be balanced, so... And for me, just stopping briefly, taking a deep breath, you know, grounding. And, you know, if you feel very scattered, go out and, like the seraphim suggested, just walk barefoot in the grass. I know I've got a lot of nature lovers out there that probably do that all the time anyway. So, well, you know, I'm continuing to talk because my, my guest isn't here this evening. So um, you just have to kind of go with the flow. Um, so, if anybody wants to call in and ask me a question about angels, their angels, or anything, you can call in at 877 296 0345. And I understand that I have a caller, so I'm going to go ahead and take the caller. We don't know what's, uh, you know, with the crazy week. Perhaps Vincent um, has had something come up or something prevent him. I know there's been a lot of uh, computer and technical questions. So. Even though he's not here to share the energy with us, I uh, wish him well. Um, I was very much looking forward to our talk tonight, though. So, um, But I understand that I have Georgia on the line, so I want to welcome Georgia to the Angel Connection. Hello, Georgia. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. I'm just gonna. I'm just switching gears because I have no guest tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't have to be. <laughs> So lucky you, I guess, lucky me. What can I do for you this evening? Well, I've been going through some trying times lately, uh, more physically than anything else. The beginning of the year, I was really on a roll, and I thought everything was going to be good, and I was I was getting my life in order physically, emotionally, spiritually. And then I've had I've had some setbacks. And I'm just wondering if there were any, you know, angel messages or any angels around me offering me some guidance this time. Well, you know, I'm glad that you called with that question, Georgia, because you're certainly not alone. I think that as intense as the energy has already been this year for us, and it's going by so quickly, too. I, I can't believe that we're already in June. Um, but what what many people are experiencing right now is a result of this energy. And it sounds like you were really breaking free, you know, ahead of this kind of setback or the, what we can often see as a setback. And what the angels really want to communicate, and you, you do have several angels, and I'll speak to that in just a moment, that whenever these things come up like this where you kind of feel like, oh, am I back here again? What is going on? Yeah. There's a process sometimes where... We need to, um, <clears throat> at a at a physical level, at a cellular level, sometimes we revisit things. Um, what's most important is to recognize it for something that w- I call it retracing, where we have to kind of circle back a little bit and things have to kind of clear out of the body because you know that we store our emotions, everything, in the cells of our body, right? 
Yes. And so what's very difficult or challenging for me even to Georgia is acceptance. And it's sometimes difficult when we feel like things are going one direction and, and they're going to stay that way and we, we're in this, especially if we're in a, a, what I call a peak space, right, where everything's going really, really well, we can get pretty hard on ourselves when things don't quite go the way that we were, imag- you know what I mean, visualizing or imagining them too. Yeah, and so exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, and so we get into this very negative thinking. And what I want to say to you is that these issues that have cropped back up are going to resolve themselves absolutely. And the way that you can usher that in is just simply to look at um, these things that are challenging for you at a physical level, see it as as more of a healing process, and look at it as if okay. I just need to go deeper, and so it requires what? That we are gentle. You have to be gentle with yourself, not beat yourself up. But many people are learning this very powerful lesson about acceptance and non-judgment of ourselves. And so when we get into the when we get into the space where things go very differently, I think that's when, you know, our angels are very much encouraging us, hey, let's look at this in a different way. I certainly had my own angel experience of just sort of wallowing in my stuff for months until they finally sort of knocked, you know, knock, knock, CJ, stop doing this. You know, you're healing. And so this process is just something you need to go through at this time. And the more the more calm you can remain about it, the, the quicker it goes. Because I really just feel like um, that you have made the progress toward a healthier and happier life. You know, you have to acknowledge that you've made that progress, but also understand sometimes we need, you know, the body will take what it needs. Um, and so self-care is very important for you, but I think it will be, you'll move through it very quickly. Oh, I sure hope so, because right now I'm I'm waiting because I have to have surgery, and that will be taking place probably in September, and it's just getting through and, Knowing that, uh, how can I put it? It's I know I can get through to it, and I know that say by Thanksgiving, I'll be as good as new as what I'm hoping. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking that, and maybe I'm thinking too much, okay? But I know that things happen for a reason, and I'm I'm considering that perhaps this is just because once I get through this, I'll be able to help others. And that is what our challenge, um, you know, that's what some of our challenge is sometimes too, is to, is you know, is to especially when things are going on for us to, you know, we always know things kind of happen for a reason, and and it, we want to know that reason right in the midst of it, but it's that. So nice. <laughs> well, it would be nice because when I'm in the midst of stuff, you know, I've got 13 seraphim angels hanging around me, and they don't tell me everything either, which, you know, I think some people think they do, but they they are very wonderful to just let me have, you know, those challenges when I need them because I need to learn something. Um, and I certainly think that, you know, having that perspective and looking at it, because you do have angels, I do see this. Um, though no one wants to go through surgery, and I will definitely send my prayers. Um, you know, but I, I just see this as a process, and I think you will have good medicine for someone else. Um, because I think that when we get into really growing and expanding our consciousness, Georgia, it's unfortunate, but sometimes when we have health challenges or this or that, you know, we think we are failing somehow, and that is just not the case in your case and many other cases, you know, other people that I talk to. You know, it's it's not that we have failed to do something correctly, you know. Um, yeah. But it's, it's it, you know, you, you do, you've, you've had obviously a garden angel since you were uh, born. I think that, and, and you have a couple other that, uh, family members that do check on in on you from time to time. There's a male and a female that I see with you from time to time. And I see a lot of energy of healing around you, which is why I'm not worried about the surgery at all. Oh. And so Arch- Archangel Raphael is a is a, a good energy to ask for a benevolent outcome, you know, a, a positive outcome uh, to the situation. And right. so I really feel like, you know, I feel like, 
that you know you're going to be you know move through this beautifully and you're going to see really tap into a you know a healing space for yourself mentally and I, I like how you said well maybe I'm thinking too much and sometimes we do that but I think that's just because we want to know well why is this happening you know <laughs> yeah that's it and you know what it is it's just the strain of having to wait to go through this um, is making it harder to do to do my work too and that gets a little frustrating for me but you know I I'm not giving up <laughs> I know that much because I know that I have to get through this uh, but it's nice to know that there's angels around me and that I know I'm no I'm not alone I have yeah, support you absolutely do and I'm glad that you called in well, it's always you. nice to know when we're facing something especially if you said it's not till se- September you know it's kind of a little ways out yet and so it's- what do I do with myself in the meantime? Well, talk to those angels, Georgia. I, you know, and and whenever you're feeling like your mind's just kind of racing with you, just ask out loud, "Hey, please just calm my mind. Help me calm my mind." <laughs> They'll they're always right there with you. Is by any chance, do you, can you tell me the name of my guardian angel? Uh, yeah. Hang on. Let's see if I can get a name. Okay. Well, even though they're not male or female, I get I get the name uh, Margie or Margaret for your guardian angel. Okay. That's nice. It's nice, nice to be able to talk to someone by name. <laughs> well, it is, and that's why people ask a lot because you know your guardian angel is always there. You know, every every person coming into this planet gets assigned a guardian angel, and and you really can the more you actually talk out loud because it's such much more of a powerful energy, the more you can talk to her, the more you can really open up that communication and really feel that support from her. But mm-hmm. she like, she's definitely helps bring you some energy of a little lightheartedness, not to be so serious <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, no, and I, that I can do, because I can be, even when I'm not happy, I can be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have, you have. Yeah, you have a beautiful energy, dear, and I, I'm glad that we got to spend a little time chatting tonight. Well, thank you so much, DJ. I really appreciate it. And have a wonderful rest of the time on, on the radio tonight. <laughs> I I shall. <laughs> thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Well, you know, Georgia has an, an awesome question, you know, tonight, and I think this is applicable since we're just going to use this time to kind of chat and hang out tonight um you know it it's it's can be challenging when we we feel like we've overcome something and it's, our challenge i think is not to see it as being oh this is the same thing that happened in the past but to look at it as a new opportunity um to go to go deeper with uh, an experience because everything that that we encounter everything that is created in our life is ultimately uh, toward us learning about our our true nature, right? Getting to know ourselves, getting to know the many gifts we have, you know, fostering belief and, and faith in, you know, what we're capable of. And I, I, I think people are tremendously capable of amazing things. That's why I talk about the... Um, that's why I talk about... Uh, sorry, I was looking at the chat. I get I found out we had a chat room uh, question, um, so I'll get to that. Katrina, uh, is it Katricia? That's a pretty name. Um, but I, I think you know. So I just totally am ungrounded and lost my train of thought. So um, the question from the chat is: How do we find out how many angels are around us? That's actually a great question. You know, everyone has an angel. And the way I understand it, especially working with uh, the angels as long as I have, that we often have several other angels that are are a team at any given time. Um, I run around and my room is crowded because there's so many of them on my particular team, but that's just because I require them to do the things that God wants me to do in in the world, um, but if you start 
uh, really working with your angels, you'll find that you can have many, many angels that come in uh, and out from time to time. Uh, right now, dear, you in particular, uh, you have uh, uh, your guardian angel plus about three others, and I see Archangel Michael um, and Gabriel actually on your team as well. And so those are very those are very powerful energies that you're currently working with. So I see some change and things coming up for you that will definitely be supported. Um, so definitely know that uh, you're not alone with that uh, process that you're currently in the midst of. Oh wow, I Vincent. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's Vincent. <laughs> Hey, Jeff. Vincent says he's on hold. (laughs) Well, Vincent's here. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm so happy because I actually really, really, really wanted to have. um, It's the uh, 919-656-0574 number. (laughs) Okay, I'm here. Oh, my God, it's Vincent. Hello. (laughs) Let me tell you, I have, with all the radio interviews that I've done, there's been so many unbelievable electronic things going on. And this one, about 10 minutes before 8, I've been trying to call you, and I've gotten nothing but a busy signal from both numbers. Wow. Right, right. Then all of a sudden I heard you, and I was on hold, and then your number kept trying to call me back. So while I was on hold with you, so that's very funny. But I'm here. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna chalk up to some pretty intense energy, I would say. I'm oh. glad that that we finally connected. Everyone has, uh, you know, I think this is we're not you're not the only one affected. We're all affected right now, and and so. Uh, briefly for everyone out there, you know, um, welcoming Vincent, who, wow, you have such a, a varied background, 29 years of experiences as a performer, metaphysician, and psychotherapist, along with his intuitive abilities and the wisdom gained from the dying, and all of loving, compassionate approach makes Vincent a highly effective, enlightened messenger, dynamic speaker, and internationally beloved spiritual teacher. I love that. So I do want to welcome you, if not a little <laughs> a little, uh, little late. Um, and I'm Thank so you. happy that, that we Yes. <laughs> I know there's no such thing as a late welcome. You know, it, a welcome is wonderful no matter when it's given. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank well, you. let's. Yeah. Let's jump in. I have questions for you, and I still want to, if you can, we'll all take a deep breath. I'd like you to, you know, uh, share a little bit about your own, you know, journey. Um, Where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I grew up in New York, Long Island, New York, and you would detect that really quick with my accent. Um, <laughs> and And childhood started abusively from the moment I was born because, unfortunately, uh, mom had some severe mental disorders. Um, She was very disappointed that I wasn't a daughter, and so her treatment of me from the very beginning um, had some type of resentment with it as well as trying to treat me very femininely, and that caused me to uh, experience severe abuse in school from all the kids until I was 17 years old. I mean, I was chased, I was beat up, thrown in lockers, thrown in dumpsters, head flushed in the toilet, spit on, peed on, um, and, and at home, dad would physically abuse me and, and beat me, and and then I was sexually abused by my cousin until I was 13 years old, and then, you know, all good Italian boys wind up being altar boys, but during that time I was also sexually abused by the parish priest. So it was a really rough background, CJ, and and I'm, wow. I'm actually surprised that I didn't turn out to be either one of the first Columbine shooters or the Menendez brothers, you know, um, killing their parents because it, it, it I, I could have just gone off, but something... I had a resilience, and I also, you know, tooting my own horn, I was a pretty talented little kid, so I can sing, act, and dance real well at an early age, and that was what saved my life. 
because on stage I would take that applause and I would take it as, as the way the world was accepting me and attending to me and giving me attention and, and the love that I needed. Off stage was another story because then the beatings would come right away, but um, at least I had something. So, so the childhood was really rough, you know, and um, thank God I had that resilience. But when I look back on it now, I know it was all for a purpose. You know what I mean, CJ? Well, absolutely, Vincent, you know, and, and wow, what a, what a story that, that you're sharing with me. Uh, a lot of times I do get a chance to talk to guests before I have them on the show. Sometimes time doesn't permit that, but to to be who you are now, the people that you're helping, all of these things, uh, you know, and and to be so resilient. And, you know, yeah. I've... I've had a lot of very, you know, I, to me, I, I shouldn't even be here um, now. Right. Uh, right. Thank God that I am and that I, I also had, I guess, some resilience, um, but also never giving up. And, you know, and so there are just certain strengths that I that I had. Um, and it's wonderful you had the outlet. Dancing was mine. I loved to dance and, and oh got a lot gosh. of attention when I dancing. So. I can totally understand how that would have given you, you know, a profound outlet uh, for something yes, positive. Yes, My yes. goodness, see, we have something in common. In actuality, I was cast in the movie Grease at 22 years old as a featured dancer. So, um, so we we have the dancing in common there. Absolutely. So. So I'm going to have to try to go watch that then and <laughs> see if I can see. <laughs> well, There's I was one of the stars, and it was that the resilience that I was talking about, within each child, we're born into the world with an automatic self-belief because we just came from the other side. We just came from love. We just came from everybody, you know, and, and all of us feeling our power and magnificence. And we we forget it when we come here hoping to tap into it, but then the environment and the way the world treats us really puts a wedge between that self-belief or it tends to put a wedge between it. So when I started early and I had this strong sense of self and, and I was a very outgoing child, as the time went on, that wedge got stronger and stronger, but every so often it would come out and I, and I would feel it and I would feel it enough to, to take some risks and chances. And I did that getting in the movie Grease. I was originally not cast in the movie Grease. I was cast as an alternate. And so when they were looking for the main dancers, I was chosen as an alternate just in case somebody couldn't make it to California. Well, I couldn't accept that. And, and I called back Patricia Birch, the choreographer, and I said, listen, could you get me on the lot if I come down there and, and I'll be there for you just in case you need me? And she said, well, I can get you onto the set, but I can't get you paid anything because you're not part of the cast. I said, that doesn't matter. At least I'd be there. You know, something gave me the guts and, and enough of my self-belief to, to take that risk. And what happened was when I got there, the guy who played the jock, Lorenzo Lamas, well, he wasn't showing up for rehearsal for four weeks, it turns out. So when they saw that I was sitting there, they go, all right, well, Vinny, you want to step in for him? So I stepped in for Lorenzo Lamas for four weeks, did all the dancing, learned all the parts, still not getting paid. And halfway through, Alan Carr, the producer, approached me and pulled me aside and he said, we were so impressed by your loyalty to do this for no money that I want to put you in the movie. And so <laughs> we're, going to, yeah, we're going to give you your Screen Actors Guild card. I'm going to hire you as a featured dancer so that you could get residuals for the rest of your life. And so for the past 36 years, I still get residuals. Now, my name isn't in the credits. That's the only thing he couldn't do because that was already created, and it would have cost him too much money to go back and add my name to it. But he gave me everything else, and I wound up becoming close friends with everybody during the 15-week period. We partied all the time. I went by Olivia's house, and, and we hung out with John and everything. Well, I, you know, they don't know me for Adam now. 
you know, 36 years right. later and about a million other people that they work with. But that was how I gained my experience is I had a little belief in myself. But then I lost it. You know, then life put a bigger wedge between me and my self-belief until I had my spiritual awakening. That's when I was 28. So how old, were you, how old were you then when you were in Greece? I was 22 years old when I did that movie. And so around 22. the time of, and so about six years later, you had a profound spiritual awakening. Oh, yeah, because what happened was, remember I told you that all the kids in school tormented me, right? Well, mm-hmm. it, the same time that Greece came out was my 10-year high school reunion. And so there was a big buzz in my small town of Levittown on Long Island that I was in the movie Greece and I was in the newspaper and everything like that. So I knew I was going to go to that reunion and I was going to go with my head held high and show them that they couldn't push me down, right? So I had a little chip on my shoulder, but when I arrived, they were so in shock that I would even show up. Like, why would he show up with the way we treated him? And all of a sudden, they, they just enamored me with love and, and affection and attention. The entire night they were hanging around me. And the, the guy, the kid who had caused most of my torment, he wouldn't touch me, but he would instigate it. He was the star of the football team. Uh. He embraced me the most. He embraced me the most and hung around me all night long as my champion. And, and and if there was anybody who was coming up saying, like, well, why are you hanging around Jenna? Well, you know, he was never a friend. He would turn around and he'd say, just go away and grow up. You don't know what you're missing. And so he became a close friend of mine. This is the guy who caused most of my torment became my, one of my closest friends. And shortly after that, I was watching his life fall apart. He was also the guy who rented the Porsche to come to the reunion. You know that guy. The yeah, guy that who, guy. <laughs> yeah, yes. The guy who yes. has to impress everybody, right? Right? So right. that set up a red flag for me, and I spent some time with him, and he was bragging about his life being so wonderful, and yet internally I was feeling the opposite. And my wife and I spent a weekend with him in Connecticut, and as we were driving back to Long Island, I was in tears because I actually felt his pain and embarrassment and shame, yet he didn't speak a word of it. And so I, I, that's when I actually cried out to God, help me, help me, give me some way to help him and people like him, because I can't take the pain that they're in. I know that pain. I know what it feels like to dislike yourself and hate yourself. And yeah. I want to help them. Up until that point, and even shortly after, all I cared about was getting an Academy Award, a Tony Award, and an Emmy. That's all I wanted. I wanted to be a famous actor. Oh, that's okay? all? <laughs> that's Black all you wanted? <laughs> that's all I wanted. It was simple. We could manifest anything. That was simple. And then all of a sudden, within weeks of me crying out to God asking for help, you know the old adage, be careful what you ask for? Right. Well, it became a, my life became a Steven Spielberg movie. It, there was poltergeist. There was there was spiritual apparitions. There was angels, psychics, trancing, paranormal stuff going on in my head. My wife, she was Jewish, and I was Roman Catholic at the time. She didn't know whether to call the local rabbi, the local priest, to have me exercised, or Bellevue to have me locked up. She didn't know what to do. I mean, the oh, only boy. thing that I wasn't doing, my head wasn't rotating at 360 degrees and I wasn't spitting up pea soup. But it was unbelievable world of information that was coming to me. So we, we went to libraries and bookstores and we went to, back in those days, the self-help and the spiritual sections were called the occult section, if you right. remember that mm-hmm. at all. Oh, I do. Right? <laughs> I do, Yeah. So I, we were randomly picking up books, the, the, the teachings of the masters of the Far East, and, and, and we're, I'm talking about ancient stuff, not the contemporary stuff today, some of the ancient wisdoms in the books, and we would randomly breeze through the chapters, and we would see words and phrases and, and, and concepts that I was spewing out of my mouth that I never knew before, and they were written in these books. 
And my wife had known me at that time. She was my wife, but she had known me for so many years because we started dating at 16 and 17 years old, so she knew I didn't know any of that stuff. So that's how it began. That's how I realized something profound is going on here, and I asked for it. And then all of a sudden, the guidance started coming to me that I was meant to be a spiritual teacher. And so... That's how it began, and, and, and then people entered my life that kept telling me, you're going to be and you're meant to be a great spiritual teacher, and you have ascendant masters around you that are guiding you the entire way. And so my life is history since then. It's just stepped into its place year after year, moment after moment. It's been amazing. It really has, CJ. So I know my beginning caused and, and and I needed to go through that and maybe I it was a soul contract with everybody so I can get to what I'm doing today and I wouldn't give up one day of that experience. Well you know what really touches me about what your story that you're sharing tonight, you know, with us is that you know, you're the first person to kind of describe what happened to me when, you know, thirteen seraphim show up in my bedroom fourteen years ago. I had always had gifts. I was raised Roman Catholic, but it, it it bordered on Steven Spielberg. In fact, having 13 seraphim in your life every day now for this long, my life is pretty paranormal. Most people don't don't know, but when it happened so suddenly, like it did to you, were you were you having challenges integrating the information? Oh well, um, I mean, you kind of get pushed to your limits. Made- yeah, it made it pushed my limits. It all made sense to me, but I didn't understand why it made sense to me. I didn't understand, right. and then the, then the dots started to become connected. When I was an altar boy at 13 years old, even though my passion was always, since I rem- earliest remember when I was a kid, I wanted to be on stage, okay? And at 13 years old, though, I was having arguments with the priests telling them that they're teaching God wrong. Now, really? I did that I had, in Catholic school. I got in big trouble. Oh, my, oh yeah, I beat by my mother for being a heathen. Holy cow, are you my sister? I think so. Oh, my God. CJ, long lost. Mom didn't tell me. She, she, she anyway, didn't tell you. I know, but right, the same experience. You don't, you don't go home and, and, and tell your mother that you just had an argument with the priests. No. I mean, forget it, people. We were going to hell because of that. And um, mm-hmm. but I, but back then, I didn't know why I knew, but I knew they were wrong. And Jesus and God and the concept was about something else, and that where there was there was more. And that was at 13 years old as a little kid. And I remember my uncle always calling me the little professor because I always had an answer for something. So I didn't know where that was coming from. I know now. I know now. And those same kids who tormented me, not only did I forgive them, they're some of my greatest fans and followers now. They're they're constantly following everything that I do on Facebook, and now I'm really revealing my age and everything. This July is my 40th high school reunion, 40 years. Would you believe that? Wow. Oh, my God. I just hit my 25th. (laughs) Oh, oh my God, you're a baby. I'm 43. (laughs) I'll be 44 this summer. Once you're 58. I I recall, you know, as like a nine years old, raising my hand in catechism class, you know, telling the priest, well, God doesn't feel that way. Right, and right. they and and they just yeah they go ballistic on you, um, and everything. So I, yeah, we're gonna have to have a chat outside of the show here. Um, Absolutely. Time, look at what you're doing now. Look at what you're doing now. It's been an incredible journey. I wouldn't change anything. I've been homeless. I've been almost dead on drugs. I've been through so much in my life, and I I'm very candid wow. about that. Um, you know, God and but God has always been there. You know, the this wow tenacity in in me um you know and and when the voice of god actually comes in your head and says if you don't leave this place you're going to die and i listened i'm grateful for that you know it it wow. it's been an intense journey uh which it sounds like it definitely has been for you and so all of this information is coming to you so 
what happens next once you start connecting your dots? Well, here's the thing. My my greatest passion in life at this point is to inspire people to believe in themselves and see their magnificence so that they can create the dreams and life that they want. And I know they can do it. But what the my greatest gift is, that's my passion. My greatest gift is seeing people's blockages as well as being able to see every other contradiction that's in the world. So here's the main thing. People do not believe what they think they believe. And that's the reason why they have to figure out and connect the dot to what they're really believing. Two to five percent of the human mind is in conscious awareness. That means 95 to 98% of the human mind is in the subconscious or unconscious awareness. So it's so packed with things that we're not aware are in there. That's Uh the stuff that's influencing us. You know? I have a book I'm writing now called God, It's Not Working, and it strictly is about how everyone that's out there that's trying new things and reading all of these wonderful self-help books and going to all of these these uh, conferences and seminars and celebrate your life, and I can do it. They apply everything. They're such good students, and they've got the greatest notes, but no matter what they're applying, no matter what they're trying, they end up saying, God, it's not working. Why? And it's because that they don't understand that their subconscious thoughts are doing most of the creating rather than their conscious thoughts that's trying to believe. So when they think that they're believing in themselves, they're really not. I call that the drag factor. That's what you're dragging around. (laughs) Exactly. It's what you're dragging around that you don't even know you're dragging around. You get so used to it that it's hidden. And yes, and Eckhart Tolle calls them the hidden beliefs, and and Ernest Holmes calls them the hidden beliefs. He calls them the hidden beliefs. It really is what your true beliefs are. And so what I do as a counselor when I'm working one-on-one, whether I do my readings or counseling, I point out, I help to point out, and I make people realize what they're really believing because that's the hardest job because we have become expert BS artists. And we BS ourselves on a daily basis, okay? So when we're getting up and we're putting on the night, we're showering and we're taking the time to do our hair, well, at least I, I take a lot of time doing my hair, um, and, and we're putting on the right colors and, and we're going out there because we're going to show everybody how great we feel about ourselves, that's a bunch of BS because what we're really hiding is the underneath feeling that I'm not good enough, I'm not beautiful enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not worthy enough, I'm not lovable. And the proof of that is in your external life. Because so you think, as you think, so you are. Whatever you believe on the inside is what you create on the outside. So if you've not created the life you want, if you don't have the job that you want, if you're not in the relationship that you want, if you're not, you're not financially set the way you want to be financially set, it's because of some of the stuff that you may still be believing on the inside you're not aware of. And I, and I say a lot of people have done incredible work, but the rest of the work is full acknowledgement of what you're really feeling. And not to be ashamed of it, not to feel bad about it, not to, oh my God, we, you just said it yourself. You just said you were homeless, you were on drugs, you did all of this stuff. In you being able to say that is when you healed. Right. That's when your healing began. It's when you hide it that the disease occurs. Right. I agree with you because we have to, you know, my favorite Latin phrase is timet noche because we need to know ourselves. But if we're always BSing ourselves um, right. about things, you know, we're never going to know what's within us or what no, maybe No, right, because we think there's such garbage in there and there isn't. There's, there's a little debris, but there's tremendous amounts of magnificence. That's what's really in there. And we get caught up by the debris. So the universe has been helping us in bringing all the debris to the surface. So you probably, I know on my end, 
that I've had a lot of people, and I guarantee you, you probably have had a lot of people approaching you too with so many things coming up in their lives and, and some older people that are saying, I don't understand it, some childhood issues have come up, and I've, I've dealt with those things, and I don't understand why they're coming back. And what it is, is the universe, the God within us, and all our guides and angels, they're panning for gold. And you what bet. they're doing... They are right now. It is intense. Pen. Yes, they are. It is intense. And they're shaking that pan, but the gold nuggets are being collected. They're falling out the bottom of the pan, and they're being collected in our well. And all that's left on the surface is the debris. So that way we can just get rid of it, finally. So that's what's coming to the surface. Now, how long that takes, I have no idea. I'm not great on time when it comes to that because each individual is is different. But you can... Get rid of the debris and move on and and take that big leap, or you can hold on to debris like some people do. It's a safety mechanism for them. They're used to the debris in their life like hoarders, right? Right. Why do people and we get hoard? Very, because yeah, and we get we get so you know there was a time that I the you know all the all the veils lifted for me and it was just like. I am so accustomed to suffering, and I started to see how my own mind created, you know, states of suffering and, and mm-hmm. all of, you know, I, all, my monkey mind going all nuts on me and stuff. But it's just, you know, it, it's it's so incredible when you, you can begin to see those patterns. And right now, you know, the 2013, this year has been energetically, I'm very sensitive, uh, energetically so intense, but what it's creating is, high frequency energies universal source coming through to such the degree that it is shaking this stuff loose and it's allowing us to to get to those nuggets like i like you talk like i do because i i use a lot of uh visuals too you know shaking them out but when we if we fight that and that's what I, a lot of people come to me going oh my gosh that you know this is just crazy what's going on and it's like but the, i can see very clearly they're not in acceptance of the healing process right. what you know the who they are uh, that they're having emotions i right. think right. i think people you know the biggest thing that we judge all the time about ourselves is when we feeling emotions which are simply the the pressure valve of the body you know it's just like oh my you God. have to I feel it i cannot believe you you're saying that because that's exactly what i teach on like if you don't have emotions and you don't feel what is your purpose of existence you need to yes. trust all of those emotions for goodness sakes it's, i love you, know, you vincent you're yes, you're I amazing love you I love you too. It's it's so so wonderful to to find validation out there. I mean, there's other people who think like me. <laughs> I I imagine we think a whole lot more alike than I than think so too. We can I even touch so on at this this point because I feel That's like right. I know you, and we never even talked before this. But um, right. but See, but you know, so do- so to me, one of the things that I've been teaching a lot is just is about acceptance about uh, viewing uh, those emotions as a gift to make us realize that, that we're healing something that's hidden yes. and and to, to just let it let it come out. It's got to come out. Right, and right. right. And if, right. if we hold on to it right now with these energies, don't you think it's just ripping people apart? It is ripping people apart. And, and I, I hear all the time, I'm afraid of losing it. I'm afraid if I start crying, I'll never stop. I always heard that. And I was a hospice social worker for six years. That's what um, in my bio is about, me working with the dying. And I had over 500 patients that I helped transition to the other side. And so whether it be the caregivers or whether it be the patients, those are the first things that they would say. If I stop, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. I I don't want to break down. I don't want to be weak. And I'm like, actually... Being weak is not allowing yourself to feel. Being strong is trusting that you're not going to fall apart when you feel. It's letting yourself feel. And, and it goes away when you feel it. When, when you bang your hand or, 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 or trip on something and hurt your foot, right, you take an aspirin or a Tylenol, it's an analgesic to, to get rid of the pain. The way you get rid of emotional pain is by letting yourself feel it. 
the diseases that we have today, the, the illnesses, the emotional illnesses, anxiety, depression, panic disorder, they're the result of unfelt feelings. So I, the body is suppressing it so much, it's got to come out someplace. So, yes, it comes out all of a sudden in, in, in the form of depression, in the form of anxiety, in the form of, of a disease. And, and it, it's sad to say that, but all we have to do is allow ourselves to feel we're wonderful feeling human beings. And I, I remember, right. and I want to share this, it's a beautiful moment. It was the time that, for the first time, as, a, as an emotion arose, I allowed it simply to pass through. I honored it and, and allowed it, and it was a, just the most sublime moment. <laughs> um, because I've had these very intense experiences. Uh, you know, I, I consider myself a mystic because I, I have true ecstatic visions, like biblical types of experiences. And this was actually an old sadness, and it just sort of flowed out. And for the first time, there was no thought, no judgment, no, you need to stop crying, CJ, nothing. And I saw the truth in it in that moment, and I have wow. shared that ever since. It's like you can just let it pass through. Did you know that? Did you know that? It's <laughs> like sharing the good news, right? right? Did you know that we can right, just let it right. pass through? And, and, and it's, it's just incredible. Like when teach, yes, when I teach people how to grieve, and, and there is actually a teaching of it, I tell them, let yourself, just, just let it go. Let yourself cry. This is what will happen. You'll cry, you'll cry, you'll sob, you'll go through a few tissues. All of a sudden, out of the clear blue, you'll stop. You have no idea why you stopped. You'll stop. And then maybe a few moments later or a little while later or an hour later, something triggers it again, and you'll cry and cry and cry and cry again, and then you'll stop again. And as long as you let that process happen by itself, the stopping will be quicker. You, you'll never stop grieving. You always will feel this loss and missing because that's the way life has been right now. Um, I've been very blessed because of my parents died two years ago, and I, and I actually do recall a time that the crying stopped and then all of a sudden joy took its place because I didn't hold myself back. And that's what will happen. You slip from grieving for the loss and all of a sudden you start feeling stronger. You start feeling better. You actually can start feeling the presence if it is the pain of a loss of somebody. You can feel them because they never die. They never die. And so I, I remember the day that I even almost wanted to cry because I wasn't crying. I go, wait, shouldn't I be crying now? No, I'm not crying anymore. Holy cow, you know what? I'm feeling that they're still here and that they're around and that I'm not feeling their loss anymore. I'm, not feel, I'm actually feeling closer to them now than I did when they were alive. Holy cow. And it was an wow. amazing transition. It had happened because I let it happen by itself. You know, we are down to two minutes. Can you believe that? And I have everybody in the oh, chat no. room going, bring him back, bring him back. So we'll have to talk about um, that and maybe we'll gear it toward some of the yes, things we've I'm just so been able to touch on. it happened that way. I don't know what happened. I don't know why it was happening that way, but, but I guess it was meant to be to jam in the best part in the last half hour. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so how can people learn about your events and all of that, Vincent, before I let you go uh, this evening? If they come to my website, uh, www.vincentjenna.com, and that's with a G-E-N-N-A, um, they, and they can come on, they'll see the entire website, all my resource pages, and listen to all the radio shows and information that's on there. And if they sign up for my newsletter and register, they, they'll get updates. But they'll also be able to download a free audio that I have on there. And it's the audio version of the visual lecture I have posted called God and Your Ego Are One, and it's really powerful. So they can do that, or they can come to my Facebook fan page, which is facebook.com and then forward slash Vincent Jenna, and link with me there. And everybody can communicate with me, and I wish they do, and I love when people do, and they ask me questions, and we can chat back and forth. So, you know, feel free, and they can see where my events are, which, which are great. 
Wonderful, Vincent. We're going to have it. I'm going to connect with you later. So I'll say later, Gator. Absolutely. Thank you Absolutely, so much for. And I'm glad we got a little time this evening. And uh, have a wonderful weekend. And thank you so much for inviting me. And we'll talk again. And thanks to all the listeners. And you have a fantastic weekend too, CJ. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that's all the time we have this evening. Even though it was short-lived with Vincent, we finally connected. Thank you, angels, for getting getting us connected because that was such a powerful discussion. I'll be rebroadcasting some of the powerful shows uh, that have happened, you know, this year for the next few weeks as I work on some incredible news shows uh, that are beginning in August and take a little vacation time with my family. So I love you all. Until next time, my friends, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. Take care and have a blessed week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.